Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Reddit Readings, the best show on the internet, and today is going to be an amazing episode. We're jumping into r slash let's not meet for some spoopy horrors beyond your mortal imaginations. Don't forget, there's already five episodes out on Patreon and one more coming every week, so make sure you head on over there to check that out. But I am excited for this one, so grab your tea and your popcorn and let's go. Welcome back. I'm glad you could make it. Today we're checking the archives of r slash let's not meet. I think I'm safe. I think I'm here by myself. But our first contributor, Safik, are they alone? Hmm. This is their contribution. You look good. I've been running in these woods for as long as I can remember, but this makes me change my mind. The story begun at around 6.30pm. I had finished eating and decided to go on a run as usual. I always use the same path, cross the street, run for about a kilometer, and pass the gate that goes into the woods. Something important to note is that the trail I use in the forests is separated about halfway through. One path is paved, the other isn't. I usually go into the unpaved path first, and then run into the paved one after about three kilometers. Nothing ever really goes wrong. I meet some rare people walking their dogs. Other than that, I'm pretty alone. At least, I thought I was. I had been running for a while now when I heard a notification come from my phone. An airdrop notification. Since I didn't want to make it look like I was worried, I kept running for a couple of minutes and then stopped to change the music. I opened the airdrop dreadfully. Who the hell was sending me stuff? I was pretty sure I was alone. I clicked on the drop, and my heart sunk. It was a Snapchat picture of me running with the caption, You look good. I didn't turn around. Instead, I kept running like nothing happened until I reached a certain point. You see, the forest is surrounded by a fence to stop children from coming in unsupervised. And I didn't like that rule when I was little, so my friends and I cut a hole in it. When I was aligned with that hole, I quickly turned and buried myself into the forest, aiming for my escape. I could hear ruffling behind me, and I still didn't turn back. When I finally reached the hole, I jumped through it and absolutely booked it to the fire station that was a couple of streets down. The last thing I hear when leaving the forest was an angry huff and metal meeting metal. I still don't know who it was or what they wanted from me, but I never ran in this forest again. So creepy stalker guy, or whatever you are, I truly hope we never ever meet. 
You see, it's stories like this. This is the reason I stay in the basement. This is why I never venture outside. It's safe down here. You get used to it. It's cozy, comforting. And a few vitamin D pills, and you never even miss the sunshine. This one is from Crespito Day. I think there's someone living in my shed. Title says it all, but it also doesn't say anything. Lately, I've been noticing something off about home. Like there's something else there with me, my wife and our two dogs. But I've not been able to put my finger on it until today. For some context, I live in a duplex. We share the property with another guy in his mid-twenties. He has his own house and we have ours but we share the laundry room that leads to our respective backyards that are separated by a fence. This all started around two months ago, when the guy sent me a text. Hey man, just a heads up, someone stole my bike out of the sunroom. This is extra creepy, because to get to our sun-slash-laundry room, you would need to hop the brick fence surrounded by shrubby trees and then hurl the bike over. Unless the thief had the most massive pair of balls ever and walked it out through one of our front doors when we weren't home. Either way, I didn't feel right and made more of an effort to keep the door locked. Fast forward to a couple of weeks ago, I let my dogs into the backyard and one of them starts sniffing at the shed. No big deal. The lizards are coming out with it heating up and they probably just chased one under the door. I finally got them to come in, but didn't give it much thought. I hardly ever go into that shed. Nothing wrong with it, it's just kind of out of the way. And I'm not really a hang-out-in-the-shed type of guy. So we generally use it for storage. Suitcases, furniture that doesn't fit or match the house, camping stuff, you know. Boring suburban shit. We probably enter it maybe three times a year. After the 18th day in a row of my dogs being curious about the shed, I decided to have a little look-see to see if maybe there was a Komodo dragon or something in there since they wouldn't let this thing go. Nope, no Komodo. But what I did find literally made me piss myself just a little bit, just a few drops. Inside the shed was the bike that my neighbor had had stolen a little while back. My first thought was, oh fuck, my wife is a klepto, but quickly ruled that out. She doesn't even like to bike. Then I was briefly worried that my neighbor thought that I was the thief. I mean, it's in my shed. I don't know how to explain that if he found out. Plus, I wanted to give him his bike back. I kept looking around and found one of our sleeping bags unraveled but balled up behind a box. Inside of it was a sack of what looked to be around 20 bucks in change and singles. There was also a bag for garbage and it had lots of food wrappers inside. Eventually my brain accepted what it was, ultimately denied at first and put two and two together. Someone, I don't know who, is living in my shed. Or at least was. Maybe my dog spooked them off, 
Or maybe they sleep there every single night and leave during the day. If they weren't coming back, why would they leave the change? I left everything how I found it and thinking about what I should do next. Whoever did it must have gotten in through the spare set of keys I keep hidden in my backyard. I locked up and brought them inside with me tonight. Hopefully, whoever it is gets the message and moves on. I'm going to install cameras tomorrow. I'll keep you guys updated if anything more happens. Please, hope for the best, and that this person isn't a lunatic. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there. Huh. How interesting. This one is from Respito Day as well. Update. I think there's someone living in my shed. Alright guys, I've got some good news, and I've got some bad news. The bad news is that for three nights now, my cameras have not picked up anything. So no creepy footage for you guys. The good news is for me no footage. But the story doesn't end there. A few people who read my post suggested I contact some local homeless shelters. After all, I didn't want to get the police involved and potentially ruin someone's life, as this very well could have just been a person who'd hit rock bottom and just needed any kind of shelter. So I called around these past few days and explained this story to some people who knew the homeless population. The first few conversations went something like this. Doesn't sound like anyone I know of, but... Let me hook you up with so-and-so. After about the fifth or sixth time of telling me to hit up someone else that may know, I got a bite. Susan had been working with the homeless community in my city for three decades. She listened to what I had to say with eagerness, and I could tell... She had a light bulb go off almost right away. That bag of food wrappers you found? Was there a bunch of party mix? Little white muffins? This was it. She was dead. Spot on. There were probably like ten in there. Uh, you've got nothing to worry about. 
That's Old Man Dan. Susan proceeded to tell me the brief version of Old Man Dan's life. Old Man Dan is supposedly a Vietnam veteran who, like many of his peers, fell on hard times. She said that he has probably lived more of his life homeless than he probably has functioning with society. They feel like he suffers from a multitude of mental health issues such as PTSD and multiple personality, but has never been a concern for violent outbursts. He has mostly kept his head low and just tried to hang out. He also has a habit of shoplifting boxes at a time of party mix little bites from the grocery store. I guess they're his favorite. But old man Dan was infamous for one thing. Setting up little bases around town. Some they said he'd gone years in undetected. Other times he's caught in a day. There are usually little bite wrappers found in these places. That's what usually gives his identity away. They said he's really good about not going back to where he's not welcome. He's just trying to not draw attention. Some of his local hideouts include under the bleachers of the high school, the away team's bench, less security, abandoned swimming pools. He had a tent on a golf course, but his most common are a plethora of sheds and guest houses he can find a way into. So now that I knew that my wife's life, my precious baby pups, my neighbors, and my life were not in immediate threat, I took a moment to ponder and make my next move. I asked if Susan would come by and grab his stuff and track him down. She said she knew his usual spots. I tossed his trash, it was just wrappers, no cans or recyclables, but gave her the sack of cash and coins, with a little extra for my coin jar. I also let her give him the sleeping bag. My neighbor kept the bike. Anyway, hopefully, that's the end of this saga. I'm moving this summer anyway, so not really anything to worry about long term. But although I knew his intentions weren't malicious, part of me still feels violated that this was even happening. How many nights did he sleep out there without me knowing? I shudder at the fort so old man Dan if I see you in the streets I'll throw you a few bucks and a water but let's not meet in my shed I'm somewhat confused and conflicted now was that a let's not meet story with an almost happy ending hmm From Suspicious Star 1940 The College Classmate At the time, I was 16 female and I was attending my first college quarter. Everything was going smoothly and I was making plenty of friends until about halfway through the semester. One of my classmates, 26 male, came up to me and asked to exchange numbers and potentially go out on a date. I tried to make myself clear that I did not want to go out with him simply because he was a lot older than me, and I was not interested. I kindly let him down. But he insisted that he gave me his number. I continued to tell him no, and he took my phone out of my hand and made himself a contact. This startled me, but it only got worse. 
The next day in class, we had a regular 10-minute break and I was chatting with my friend when he came up to me mid-conversation, asking me to go talk. I firmly told him, No, I'm in the middle of a conversation. He basically gave me the finger and acted like I was the worst person in the world. He stormed down the hallway and kicked open doors. I went back into the classroom to at least be with my professor if anything more happened. My friend texted me asking what I said to him because he was outside kicking around a trash can and basically screaming at everyone who walked by him. At this point, I was scared to even leave the classroom because I didn't know what he was going to do. I had a previous stalker at the beginning of the semester and had been in contact with the school about that, so I expressed how my classmate was making me uncomfortable at my weekly counselling sessions. The school was aware. He ended up leaving me alone for about a week or two. Then one day there was a note on my desk asking if I loved him, if I wanted to marry him and to have kids with him. He wasn't in the classroom when I saw it, so I just slipped it into my backpack and ignored him for the rest of the lecture. I gave the note to my counsellor so she could see that he may be a real issue. I believe she contacted my professor to make sure I was safe in class. After the note, we only had about a week left, so jumping to the very last day. It was an independent study day, and we were on our own. He came into the class and somehow got himself kicked out, so he ended up leaving. I felt so relieved because I knew that was the last time I would ever see him. At this point, I knew that I needed to get my stuff done quickly and make a mad dash to my car. I was about one lecture from finishing when he walks in the door and sits down at his desk. I knew that I just needed to log off my computer and finish it later, so I gathered all my things and thanked the professor. I was speed walking to my car when I had that gut feeling that someone was staring at me. I had to turn around and make sure that it wasn't him. Unfortunately, it was him, and he was full-on running at me. My first reaction was to call my mum for help. Just as our call connected, he grabbed my arm and pulled me to a stop. At this moment, I'm telling him to leave me alone as loud as I can and that I'm only 16. He said, word for word, Age doesn't matter. I know we're in love. I ran to my car as fast as I could to get away from him, but he stayed on me. Thankfully, my car only unlocked the driver's side door because he tried to get in. From this day on, I've watched my surroundings and made sure nobody is following me or watching me. This one is from Ribbon Lover. Stalker in NYC. This was back in 2013 while I was living in New York City as a 23-year-old. I was living with my best friend from college on the west side near Times Square and K-Town. I was going through some tough times back then as I was unemployed at that time. I had a lot of time, so I would go on walks by myself to clear my head time to time. One night, I was feeling especially depressed, so I decided to walk to K-Town to grab a drink by myself. 
I'm Korean, by the way. I walked into a Korean bar and I got some weird looks from the waiter as I asked for a table by myself. After ordering a couple of soja bottles, I was feeling pretty drunk, so I decided to walk back home. However, as I was exiting out of the bar, this Korean guy followed me. He looked very normal, just like a nice Korean guy. He told me that he saw me drinking at the bar by myself and he would love to walk me home to make sure I got home safe. I politely declined. After all, my apartment was pretty close. But he insisted and he looked so harmless that I decided to take him up on his offer. We walked like 10 minutes, I think, and it was quite pleasant. We were both a little drunk, but I remember talking about all sorts of things. Nothing personal. When we finally arrived at my apartment, I thanked him and wished him farewell. Now, my apartment was a five-story walk-up, and there was a main door where we needed a key to open to get into the building. No doorman. I didn't think much of it, and I inserted the key to open the door and went in. The door takes a while to close shut, and it was my mistake for not checking before I went up the stairs. While I was approaching the second floor, I heard someone grab the door from closing, and I heard footsteps coming up the stairs. I literally got goosebumps all over my body, and I felt like I was in danger. As I started to pick up the pace, I heard the footsteps going faster up the stairs. I live on the fifth floor and I started to run up, clutching my keys in my hand. The guy started to run up the stairs as well and I can literally hear him getting closer and closer to me. This all happened in a couple of seconds, but it felt so much longer. I finally got to my floor. And as I tried to open the door, I looked back and literally saw the guy's head on the staircase. I rushed to open the door and I managed to close the door right on his face. My heart was beating so fast and I didn't know what to do at that point. It was already 3am and my roommate was asleep. Luckily, he didn't knock or anything. So I decided to just go to my room and hope he's gone home around 7am my roommate woke me up she said there's a man standing in front of our apartment door my heart sank and I explained the whole situation to her she and I went to the door and screamed that we were going to call the police if he doesn't go home I looked at the peephole and he told me that he'll only go home if I gave him my number We then called the police and saw him being escorted out. My roommate had to go to work, so she left the apartment and called me a few minutes later. She told me that she saw the guy speaking to the police downstairs. Apparently, he tried to lie to the officers that I'm his girlfriend and that we got into a fight. My roommate went up to them and explained to the officers that I do not have a boyfriend and that she doesn't know him at all. The police let him go with a warning. About two hours later, I heard a buzz from the main door downstairs. Maybe it's the police? Surely it can't be him again. I answered the intercom, and I was shook 
It was him again. Just give me your number and I'll go away, he said. I warned him that I'm going to call the police again if he doesn't leave. A couple of minutes later, I heard a ferocious knock at my door. He must have gotten in when someone else was entering the building. I was so scared at this point, so I immediately called the police. Unfortunately, the guy ran away before the police got there. The worst part about this experience was that my roommate and I were so scared to leave and come back to our apartment. I would have anxiety every time I came home, worried that I might see him in front of our apartment door. For about a week, the police escorted us when we felt scared. Bless him. I never saw him again, but it was one of the scariest moments of my life. So, creepy stalker dude, let's not meet. Alright guys, thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. What a ride this show was. Jesus. If you like the show, do me a favor. Go and drop us that five-star gorgeous review on the platform where you are listening to it right now. It would be a huge, huge help to us. Thank you once again. And until next episode, guys, peace out. Do you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true... We are here to tell you that they probably aren't, but that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookySciencesisters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you and stay spooky.